Hey guys, welcome back to As Told by Moms. I am super excited to be back here with episode eight. Um, Yeah, I just want to get right into it. We had an amazing episode last time with Bree. Thank you so much, Bree, for sharing your story. It was amazing. Go back and check it out if you guys haven't heard it already. Um, So let's go ahead and get into episode eight. Today, we're going to be talking about uh, mental health again. And I have my amazing co-host here, (laughs) Lauren. She's back with us to talk about um, her journey. So I just want to start off by saying congratulations on one year. Today's actually your, what is it, Theraversary? Yeah, sure. Let's go with that. Therapyversary, Therapyversary. Um, This is a year that you have been actively, consistently going to therapy on your journey. And congratulations. That's amazing. Thanks. Um, How do you I'd feel? like to. Oh, wow. I feel overwhelmed, excited, nervous, scared, uh, a plethora of emotions, if you will. But I'd like to, you know, how like in uh, Chinese calendars, they have like the year of, et cetera. Yes. yes. So this last year, I would like to deem it as the year of choosing myself. I love that. Okay. And so looking back on, you know, a year in therapy, yes, I didn't have a session every day, but when I went that day, I chose myself. I didn't choose anybody else. I chose to show up for me. I chose to show up because it was something that I needed. I chose to show up because it was important to me. Yeah. I love that. I think that that is something that a lot of people kind of struggle with. And I know for myself included, I, as a mom and as a wife, I kind of look at my overall picture, right? And it's just like, there's always so much going on. There can always be a reason to not do something, to do something, to put somebody first. But I think it has to be like a conscious decision each and every day um, to choose yourself. And to put yourself first, because at the end of the day, like, not that people would do it unintentionally or intentionally, but nobody else is going to put you before you, you know? So I think that that is something to definitely be celebrated. I think it's awesome that you made that decision. And I know that a lot of other people um, work really, really hard to make that decision every day, because I feel like it's definitely a benefit. Um for you. What do you feel like is, um, I guess like the, the number one takeaway that you've had within your, um, journey of choosing yourself? Like what's the one thing that you feel like is if I couldn't take any other advice, this is the one that I would want. What do you think that is for you? Oh gosh. Um, I would have to say that my number one takeaway would just be that it's okay to make this decision. Yeah. You know, because you, you spend so much time thinking that it's not okay to, to put yourself first or like if, if you're a people pleaser, it's so hard to take time for yourself. And for me, that was one of the main reasons why I didn't seek out therapy because, you know, did, did I have time? Did I have yeah. time between 
being a wife, being a sister, being an aunt, being a friend, doing all of these things, did I have, you know, an hour or 45 minutes to set out for myself? I really didn't feel like that at that time. Um, But now I realize that, you know what, I do have that time. And it's a conscious decision that I make every day to make that time. Yeah. What's like, um, so I was just reading this thing on Instagram. I want to read it really quickly, but it says, self-care isn't always spa days and 10 days off work. It's improving behaviors, letting go of toxic relationships, reacting to less BS, saying no more often and prioritizing yourself. Sometimes self-care doesn't even feel good. It's a challenge and requires a whole different mindset. But sometimes the greater the difficulty, the more magical the healing. And when I saw that, I was just like, oh, my gosh. And it was in one of the things that you posted. Um, Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's so true. Like, I feel like we have this picture of, you know, a self-care day or like a mental health day. And it's just like, no, it doesn't have to be going to the spa. It can be putting a boundary and saying no and, you know, not subscribing to just like the nonsense that you're used to. Um, what is one of those things that doesn't, you know, not your normal self-care, quote unquote, uh, what's something that you do for yourself that, uh, would fall under that category? The unnormal self-care method for me, honestly, is going through, um, my Facebook friends or going through who I follow on Instagram and either muting or unfollowing Mm. or changing, you know, my notifications on how much I'm intaking of a certain person. Yeah. And that may seem so trivial and so minuscule, but when you look at social media in the grand scheme of things, you are absorbing so much content in such a saturated space that it's so hard to see you know, see these, see these things multiple times a day. And, you know, in, in a way of, you know, preserving, you know, relationships and and things like that, there are certain people that I love very dearly and hold very close to my heart that I have muted because sometimes I may not agree with the things that they post on social media, but it doesn't mean that I love them any less of a person. It's just for my mental health, I can't ingest that kind of information all day, every day. Yeah. I think that's like, it's so crazy because like I love social media, but it's like a love-hate for sure. And I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that where it's just like, I want to be connected. I want to know what's going on. You know, we talked about FOMO last time, like definitely both have it, you know, and it's just like, but at the same time, it's also like, okay, I am like being overwhelmed by things that number one, don't have anything to do with me. Uh, Number two are probably not important to my daily life. And it's just like, we just consume and consume and consume. And it's just like, where is the stopping point for us to, you know, like protect our minds and protect ourselves in, um, I don't know. I just, I have such a love hate with it. I've never been able to be one of those people that are like, I'm going to fast social media. Like I'm not going to go on it. Cause I honestly don't know if that's something that I would be successful at. (laughs) So I'm not even going to like try it to be honest. Um, I also 
just feel sometimes like super heavy by it. So I don't know. It's like a, it's definitely a love-hate relationship for me for sure. Yeah, I think that it just, the good thing about social media is that you also are in control of the pages that you follow, the people that you search, the things that you look up. And obviously it is, to me, social media is an out of sight, out of mind kind of thing. Um, You know, but I... Obviously, I want to catch up. I don't want to feel like I'm missing out. But at the same time, you have to weigh it on a scale. So is is it worth it to know or is it detrimental to know? Yeah. Yeah, sometimes I feel like it's both, to be honest. Like, Oh, yeah. There's so many things that I'm just like, man, I would have loved to have, like, been a part of that or I would have loved to have been there for that. But then... You have to, like, remember, like, why you are where you are, why you're doing the, like, living the life that you're living, you know? And it's like you can't be a part of everything. You can't, you know, kind of have your hands in everything. And I think that social media makes you feel that way but also, like, helps you to feel like, oh, even though I'm not there, I can still, like, see parts of it and I can still, you know, kind of be a part of it. So, yeah, I agree with you on that. I think it it also, it just, it really depends as well if you look at, if you look at it in that aspect, but if you also look at it in like, let's say the influencer aspect and body positivity and things like that, like if you struggle with things like that, then maybe social media and its oversaturation is not for you because if you are constantly in this position of, wow, I wish I looked like this person. Let me get back into my bad habits that I know are going to make me look like this so that I can feel better about myself. And it's just like, it doesn't have to get to get to that situation. And if it does, that's okay as long as you don't stay there. Yeah. It's all about staying or leaving that period of traumatic injuries yeah do you feel like that's like associated with people also like not so much as like your own mindsets but also like people in your life people who were maybe a big part of your life but are no longer that or old friendships and you know even like family members that like you have lost connection with to a certain extent like do you feel like that also applies to people too Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that there are so many so many positives about social media for sure. But when it comes to the toxicity within your own, you know, relationships, there's a reason why these relationships don't play a part now. Yeah. And they they don't ser- they've already served their purpose in my opinion. Yeah. I feel like I'm a big believer at, you know, everything, everything is, serves a purpose. Every course plays its, you know, its time out and it's okay for things to fade out. That doesn't mean that the relationship wasn't good. It doesn't mean that the friendship wasn't good. It just means that, okay, we were par for the course and maybe we can pick up when we're back on the same page again. Mm -hmm. Who knows? You know, I had a, 
I had a friend that she and I were friends since we were 16 years old. And I, um, we had worked together our first jobs and multiple jobs together after that. And then um, at one point in time when I had gotten engaged, she was in a different period in her life. Yeah. And a, as was I. And we just sort of fell off. And that there was nothing wrong with that, you know, and we still catch up from time to time. Like we still, you know, wish each other happy birthday and, you know, she has a baby now. So I wish her kid happy birthday and, you know, the little things like that. Um, But I'm not, I'm not sad that the friendship is quote unquote over. I'm glad that it was par for the course. And at that point in time, she and I really fulfilled our friendship goals for each other. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I've definitely had seasonal friendships. Um, I feel like I definitely have had those moments where, I don't know, I feel like for me, I do get sad when friendships kind of end and when things kind of change just because, like, I don't know, people just play such a, a role in your life for X amount of time and you're just like, man, like, how did this like end up happening? You know, like how did this just kind of fade away when literally this person was like, or these people were like a part of your life for so long. Um, but then I also look at where my life is right now and it's just like, do I even have the bandwidth to like manage friendships and people and all of the things that I'm trying to accomplish and do in my life too, you know? So it's like, I don't know. I always feel like it's like a catch-22 in the sense of like, I want to be a part of so many people. I want to have so many relationships. But then when it really truly comes down to it, I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't have time to like be a good friend and to like be there for people and to nurture friendships and nurture relationships and things like that. So it's just like, I don't know. I always feel like it's like a catch-22 for me where it's like, girl, you want to be a part of so much stuff and be connected to so many people. And it's like, you don't have time. You really don't have time. And yes, like you can make time and you can, you know, but then something is going to suffer, whether it's a business that you're trying to grow or a career that you're trying to have. Like, so you have to know your boundaries. I feel like that's always like the struggle. It's just knowing what is realistically within your bandwidth that you can handle whether that's a relationship, whether that's a friendship, uh, a career, a hobby, whatever it is, you have to be able to know your true capacity to like manage things. So yeah, I definitely I think, think that, it's hard. Yeah, it, I, I definitely agree with you. And um, I I want to touch on like, I want to touch on boundaries. Like what, what boundary... So I, I want to touch on boundaries. So what kind of boundaries do you, have you set now for yourself that you maybe would not have set in the future? Um, For me personally, I feel like, I think a boundary that I've set is just saying no. Um or knowing when I can't, 
Um, I think that's huge for me. I think my biggest thing is always like, I want to show up for people. I want to be supportive. I want my friends to feel like I'm there and I love them. And, you know, all these things that I feel like are tied to me either physically being there or um, showing up. But I think the boundary that I'm trying to set, and I'm still working on this so much, is knowing my own like capacity and saying like, yes, would I love to be there? Yes, would I love to show up? Yes, would I love to do this? But can I? Can I make it work without hurting myself in a sense of like putting myself in a really bad situation, whether that's mentally, physically, if I'm tired, if I'm exhausted, like can I actually do it? So I think that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to just figure out what I'm capable of actually being a part of, you know? So it's hard though. It's hard because I feel like the expectation that I've set for people is like, I'm going to show up obviously, like without a question, like Steph's going to be there, you know? And I don't necessarily feel like that's a possibility all of the time now. So I'm just trying to figure out what that looks like for me. Um, yeah, that's that's where I'm at. What about you? What's something that you're actively working on or what you feel like is something that you've set? Um, I think it's important to to realize that when you set boundaries, uh, some relationships may fall apart and that's okay. Um, there's this, this quote that I found on Instagram and it's this girl that I follow. Her name is, um, Haley Page McGee and we'll link her in the, um, in the description, but she quotes an, another girl named Jordan Picot counseling and we'll put all of that on there. But it says, when you begin setting boundaries, some relationships will fall apart because you disregarding yourself was what held them together. I feel that though. Isn't that isn't that powerful? Yeah, I feel that. I feel like that is so true. And it's it's so hard to to put into words or to kind of translate that because it's unique to everybody. Yeah. You know, and you're you disregarding yourself may mean, you know, in in terms of being like a mom and a wife, like what if you were just doing, doing, doing for your kids, for your husbands, for yeah. your for everybody. And but what about you? Yeah. So what happens when you start setting those boundaries within, you know, your positive relationships, the people yeah. that you love? And, you know, for me, I had to have a conversation with my husband when it came to therapy. And I said, hey, listen, you know, I'm not gonna be available for an hour or 45 minutes on these certain days because I need to put myself first. Yeah. And, and it's hard to have that conversation because you don't know how to navigate how the other person's going to take it, but they have to realize anybody, not just significant others, not just family members, anybody has to realize that the benefit is mutual. Yeah. Sure. If you if you want the best version of Lauren to show up, this is what Lauren needs to do in order to be the best version of herself. Yeah. And it's not in a negative way 
that I'm that our relationship is going to change, it's going to be in a positive way. Yeah. Because now I'm bettering myself to be a better friend, sister, aunt, wife, whatever the case is. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, I think when you're on the other end of it, and I don't know if I've ever been, I think you basically are like the, the only person that I've seen actively like talk about, I am setting this boundary for myself in my within my own circle. Actually, no, I'm lying. I, I do have another friend who she is so good at that when it comes to like, I am going to be unavailable. Like my phone is not going to work. <laughs> Don't reach out to me. I need time. I need space. I need not just towards me personally, but like literally for everybody who is connected to her. And I've always been like, man, I would love to do that. But then I also feel like so scared to do that because I'm like, what if something happens like for real? And what if like I do miss out on something? And it's just like, bro, you're not that important. Like for me, this is me talking to me. She is very connected and is very important. But like I felt like for me when I think about it for myself, I'm like, honestly, like girl, (laughs) only four other people truly rely on you. Like who do you think you are that you can't like (laughs) disconnect from people? And it's true. Like I build this up in my head and I'm just like, oh my gosh, like if I'm not connected to, you know, if I'm not available, then like what's going to happen? Well, nothing's going to happen. Like literally the only person that relies on you is your husband. He would probably fall apart. Like Daniel would literally be lost without me. But outside of that and like my children, poor things, they would be lost too. But Outside of those four other people, like, it's okay. Like, um, everybody me. else will be all right. You'll be okay. <laughs> no, I will not. No. I, I will be I will be unwell <laughs> mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. But I'm saying, like, if, it's just, like, in that context of, like, you know, oh, I can't disconnect because people rely on me. Well, realistically, like, look at your circle and look at those who are connected to you unless you are – you know, managing a home of 25 plus people or something crazy or running a, a business where every single decision relies on you, which it shouldn't. That's not good business anyway. But like, I don't know. I just look at stuff like that and I'm like, girl, calm down. Like, it's not that serious, you know, for you, for me personally uh, is what I have to tell myself sometimes. But I don't know. I think it's just, I think it's a process that we go through and I think you learn it uh, as you kind of navigate relationships and life and friendships and things like that. But I mean, at the end of the day, like if you're not well, like what good are you to even your family to, to be, you know, a partner? What good are you to, you know, lead people? What good are you like if you're not even taking care of yourself, you know? And I feel like that's a point that a lot of people miss where it's like if you don't even have the care to take care of yourself, who is like your number one priority, how are you going to care for others, you know? And I feel like that's a huge thing um, that people either forget about and it's like, oh, I want to do this, I want to do that. And it's like, okay, well, your self-care is trash, like – why would I trust you to care for me? You know what I'm saying? Like I think yeah. about that for people who – sorry, guys. I'm still 
sniffling and my throat is still trash. I don't know what it is. Every single time I record a podcast with my sister, my voice is trash. I, I don't know what's going on. So just bear with me, okay? Just ignore it. Pretend like you don't hear it and let's just move along. <laughs> um, I think it's very interesting that that you mentioned that because I feel like there's something important to to talk about in terms of that. If we continue to regularly neglect our own physical, emotional, or mental needs, we are demonstra- demonstrating to ourselves that we aren't worthy yeah. of our own needs being met. Yeah. Which is so and- not true. <laughs> Right. And it and it makes it harder for us to assert our own needs and desires with others. Yeah. You know, if if I am neglecting myself, how can I tell, you know, my husband and say, Well, this is what I really need. Yeah. You yeah. Know, it, it's it's so hard. And having those conversations are so challenging, especially if you're somebody that, you know, Don't is you just not love bar- confrontation. Isn't that like no. your favorite thing in the world? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> I loathe com- loathe confrontation, but I I will say, you know, when I had some of the hardest times, you and mom told me something that would always stick with me. It's not confrontation. It's just a conversation. Exactly. Because that's like, you know, that is like truth. Like don't even, because that is like the one thing that you build this up in your mind and it's like, oh my gosh, it's going to go this way and that way. And as soon as I say this, he's going to say this and I'm going to say this. And it's like, you've already built up the fight in your head and it's not even realistic, you know? So it's just like, it's not a confrontation. You're not confronting a person. Yes, there are moments where it is literally a confrontation, like, bro, blah, 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 blah. But when it's just a conversation, like, that's all it is. It's going to be a conversation because it's all in how you um, present it. You know, it's not, it doesn't have to be a confrontation always. Yes, those are well, necessary at times. My my issue is, and what I'm still working on with my therapist is I have a problem that whenever I am upset or frustrated or annoyed, I automatically go like zero to hundred real quick, 100%. and and I act like I you know was born on Long Island. I'm from the hood. I'm ready to mess <laughs> some people up, and nobody wants to mess with me. Yeah, realistically, obviously that's not true, but I I just see red and I get so angry. And she's like, she tells me it doesn't have to be all or nothing, yeah. and that's my problem. I'm yeah. like, no, no, it has to be this. She's like, no, it doesn't have to be that. It can be some form of that and maybe in their own interpretation, but it does not have to be all or nothing. And I'm like, mm, I think you're wrong, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's literally the professional, so <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go I mean, with she's kind of right. And yeah, I, she's I licensed have- or whatever. <laughs> I have seen this uh, with you before, and it's just like, it's it's so funny how it it literally does go zero to a hundred. Like, I, it's just so funny to me. But it's not funny, guys. It's serious. She's literally gaslighting me right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm dead serious. Like, I, I, it's just, 
I'm like, Lauren, take a second and breathe. Like, it could be the smallest thing. Like, I don't know. Your husband says something. So you're like, he literally uh, doesn't even love me anymore. It's over. I'm like, are you joking right now? Like, <laughs> this is not real life. Um, but <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't need to be all or nothing. That's 100% true. But yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, I mean, it's a learning experience each and every time. Like, I feel like every opportunity that you have a conversation with somebody or I don't know. I just feel like everything is an opportunity for you to learn how you want to react, who you want to be, and sometimes who you don't want to be. Because I've seen that a lot in myself too where I'm just like, girl, calm down, you psychopath. Like (laughs) it's not that serious. And I think my problem is like once I commit to something – like if I'm acting like a psycho, like I'm going to just go full out because I've already acted like a fool. And so it's like I need to just like finish this out and then apologize later or be like, what is wrong with you? Um, we we are just – we're riding this horse to the finish line. Yeah, because I'm like I already started this – I made this big show and this big thing about everything and it's like – <laughs> just finish it out and then go apologize and shut up. Like, yeah. So and then stupid. when you get to the end, you're like, and scene. Thank you all for coming to the show. hundred <laughs> percent. Like a freaking loser. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I do that all the time, but I feel like I'm trying to get better with that. And because it's like, so not necessary. Like, I feel like I waste so much time. I don't know. Just worrying about crap that is like not important, you know? And it's just like, Get down to like the important things, focus on those things and just try to be a better human being, you know? And I just feel like there's things that help with that and then there's things that don't. And you can tell when you're in like a healthy space and when you're not. Uh, I see those behaviors in myself like very, very quickly. Um, But what is like, I guess what's something that, what's something that you can use to measure like where you are mentally. Like, I don't know if that's like a thing. I'd have to do some research about it. But like, when is it like, are there any things for you that like jump out where you're just like, damn, I I know I'm in like a bad space right now. Like, or there's like, hmm, I handled that really good. I must be doing really well. Like, do you have any indicators for you? Um, I can't think of any for myself right now. So I guess just when I don't fly off the handle at anything. So my one of my gauges is that when I wake up in the morning, depending on like how I feel, I try not to check my phone first thing in the morning. However, <laughs> I will say mm-hmm. this is very toxic, but I like to wake up in the morning and do my wordle. And Same. if I don't get it in like a few tries that I'm so like, pissed. all right, the day's over. This is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> that That's very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, that that's just very bad. Don't do that. Don't yeah. be like me. Yeah. Um, but r- realistically, like some days I'll try and, you know, just go in with a clear mind. Mm-hmm. I am a shower at night person, but Same. if I'm feeling tragic, then I will shower in the morning. <laughs> And I feeling even, tragic. Yeah, like okay. I, I, I just won't be feeling my best. Yeah. Um, when I feel tragic, I like to shower in the morning. And honestly, if I wake up late, um, 
maybe my employer shouldn't listen to this, but <laughs> if if I'm late, I'm late, and I'm gonna do my whole like feel better routine in the shower. Really? Like, wa- wash? My- yeah, because you can only be late once. True. You know? If I wake up late, I'm already late. But is and- it better to be like five minutes late or like an hour late? Oh like- no no no! I I only like I have to gate like late for me is like five minutes late. Okay. Okay, because, like, bro, if you're trying to do, like, your whole routine, like, that's OD. No, no, no. Okay, <laughs> let, let, let's backtrack. I okay. wake up, I open my maps, see okay. what my ETA of arrival is going to be at work, oh my and God. then go and do <laughs> my my whole routine if I'm feeling tragic. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Because <laughs> it depends on the traffic, obviously. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got it. So um, just the things that, like, typically make me feel good, like, you know, washing, like doing my exfoliator, washing my face, taking my time. Like if I, I find if I'm like, go, go, go in the morning and I feel like crap, then I'm going to continue to feel like crap no matter what. Mm -hmm. Um, But if I just take my time and I have to be very much in the zone, like when I'm on my way to work, I like to listen to like Christian music. I like to get into a good mindset and oh feel gosh, like look at you. I love that for you. Look at me. <laughs> um, I'll I'll typically like do my Christian music. If not, I'll listen to "As Told by Moms." Duh, cute, cute. We love and, that. And just try and get into like a happier headspace. Mm-hmm. You know, don't get me wrong. I love some like explicit rap and hip hop, but like I cannot do that at eight o'clock in the morning. Hundred percent. It, it's just it's not it for me um but I can definitely turn my day around I just have to put in the effort for the things that I know will make me feel good yeah like if I if I'm like dang I'm having a really bad day mm, let me order some chipotle maybe that's gonna make me feel better always mm-hmm. and then I continue on. I'm like, oh, I'm happy. I got my burrito. I'm, 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 I'm ready to go. Just living her best with her burrito. Yeah, honestly, just That's call amazing. me burrito girl. That's amazing. But like th- those little things like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to stop at Publix and I'm going to grab my favorite dessert yeah. or I'm going to read my book for a little bit longer tonight mm-hmm. or I'm going to put on my favorite show and watch that or my favorite movie. Yeah. And those those kinds of things that just make me give me that little boost of serotonin. I will be placing an Amazon order or two. 100%. And, and that'll make me feel great. Yeah. I mean, I, no lie, I truly believe in retail therapy. I'm not even joking with you. When I was oh, going through my divorce, it was like... It's what got me through, to be honest. I mean, my credit card bills were insane at the time. Um, But you know what? I was feeling mentally good (laughs) and I was fine. So, you know, I think that there is definitely something about retail therapy. Now I'm smarter. I definitely would not be using my credit cards in that sense to buy things that I can't afford like I was doing back then. But, um, you know, I just still spend money and then just pay it off in the same month. But um, I, I just want to give our listeners like a, a preface of, of what this retail therapy looked like. Stephanie did not wear the same outfit every day for a year. No, like literally you guys don't every even day understand. Every day for a year. Like I was like, she a, was no, it wasn't out. every day. It wasn't every day. It was like every, every Sunday. Sunday, every Sunday I would not want to repeat an outfit for church. So I was in a new church, you know, obviously I was newly single 
um, I was trying to find husband number two and I found him. No, I'm just kidding. No, I wasn't <laughs> trying actively to find husband number two, but I definitely did. Um, so yeah, I just did not, I don't know what it was, but like I did not want to outfit repeat for a whole entire year and I did it and I was so proud of myself. And again, like I said, I shopped a lot because I was going through a divorce and you know, I was newly single. I was just trying to figure myself out again. Um, Dang, guys, I was going to say something, and I totally forgot what I was going to say now. But go ahead. Guys, I wouldn't um, follow our vices. Like, don't don't no. be a binge eater, and don't be a retail spender. <laughs> don't get a burrito, and don't shop on Amazon. <laughs> Literally no. the best advice you can get. <laughs> <laughs> find, find, like, go on a hot girl walk. Do something to hot get Hot girl your- walk? What is that? What's a hot girl walk? You're not on hot girl walk? What is oh, that? Girl. Okay, so it's all over TikTok. It's about these girls that will go on a walk walk for an hour to 45 minutes listen mm-hmm. to a mental health podcast okay. or or a entrepreneurial podcast or something or asked that, my mom's podcast duh facts <laughs> or something that you know makes them feel good something to lift up their spirits and they go on a hot girl walk and they just get in the zone for an hour to 45 minutes okay i never have it's heard this yes right, you need to get on away. hot girl talk take away uh, for today, do a hot girl walk or hot boy walk, I guess. Hot guy walk. Whatever works whatever. for you. Um, get outside. Feel the fresh air. It is very hot, so stay hydrated. But yeah. I do I do find that, like, sometimes when I'm at work and I'm overwhelmed, like, I'll take, like, a quick little lap, like, around the building. Yeah, and I do that, too. I go outside. I, I feel like that makes me feel, like, a lot better, honestly. Yeah. You know what? Oh, I remember what I was going to say. So... Daniel actually called me out on something that I do all the time. And I think it's such a toxic trait and it's so bad. And now I'm noticing it so I'm much. Shook. But I will wake up in the morning, even if I slept like 12 hours, like no lie. Even if I slept like a really good night's sleep, full night's sleep, didn't toss and turn, didn't dream, nothing. Like wake up fully rested and I will catch myself saying, Ugh, I'm so tired. Even though I'm physically not tired. And Daniel's like, babe, you need to stop saying you're tired. And I'm like, what do you mean? And I was like, sometimes I'm tired. But then once he put that in my head, I was like, okay, I need to start really like focusing on when I say that. Dude, I swear I've said it and I don't even feel physically tired. It's just like, (laughs) it's just like a habit. Like I'm just like chronically tired. Maybe you're mentally tired. That could be a thing. 100%. I'm literally always mentally tired. Um, But it's so funny because I feel like what we tell ourselves is how we start to feel. And it's like, no, girl, you're not tired. Like, stop saying you're tired because then you are going to be tired and then you're just going to drag and your whole day is going to drag and it's just going to be whack. But Oh my gosh, yeah. That is something that I notice about myself. So it's like what you're telling yourself throughout the day is either going to get you through or it's going to freaking drag you down. And I feel Listen, like I've been dragging myself down for a I, long time. <laughs> I am a big, big, big um, proponent in mantras and you wake up and tell yourself like whatever it is that you need to yeah. to push to push through and i feel like words are very powerful and if you you know like they <laughs> 
I recently, do you have like a daily mantra or just like one life mantra? Um, I have different mantras for different situations. Okay. So um, I, I was just going to say that we, I recently did the scary thing of turning my read receipts on for Ew. everybody. Ew, no. And Do not recommend. <laughs> and it's honestly very freeing because I saw a mantra that says, I am not obligated to respond. And I'm not. Hmm. I'm so not you're reading it respond. and then not responding? If, so you're if reading it, they're knowing that you're reading it, and then you can choose whether you want to respond or not? 100%. Ugh. I'm, I'm not. Tough. I'm not obligated to respond. Yeah. If if it doesn't warrant a response from me, then I'm not I'm not going to respond. Obviously, respectfully, if it's like, hey, can you come over this Thursday? And if I don't respond, then that's messed up. Yeah. But if I but if I'm in the bandwidth to yes, I want to come over on Thursday, but let's say I'm having a terrible mental health day on Monday, mm-hmm. I'm not obligated to respond right yeah. then and there. Yeah. I'll respond true. to you on Tuesday when I'm feeling better and yeah. say, Hey, yeah, I'm down to come over, or even respond to you Wednesday or Thursday morning and say, Hey, yeah, I'm still down to come over today. You know, are are we still good to get together? Yeah. Because guess what? I have to form my own time. Yeah. And so that's why I have to tell myself, listen, it's okay to not respond. Obviously in a in a personal aspect, not with work, because yeah. if I didn't respond, my <laughs> my clients would be like, ma'am, are you there? Yes. Yes. <laughs> De- definitely not in a work capacity, but yeah. in a in a personal capacity for sure. And I just tell myself like sometimes when things don't work out or go in my favor or it's not my time. I'll just tell myself, or I honestly talk to God in that moment. And I just say, God, if this is your will, let it be done. If it's not, then allow me to accept the things that I cannot change. Yeah, for sure. And, and it's, it's super short, but I have a hard time with disappointment and just saying those few words yeah. really helps me and I'm like you know what it's it's not my time god this is not your will it is yeah. not done I I got to move on I yeah. can't harp I can't stay in this space um but so that's typically what I say if things are not going my way or it's not my time yeah if it's a good day then I'll say all right sounds like a good day today we're going to get up and keep it moving that's yeah, it. simple as that. That that's all you gotta say. Sometimes I say yeet or be yeeted, but it's fine. <laughs> yeet or be yeeted. You heard it yeet here. Yeet or folks. be yeeted. That's hilarious. <laughs> I um, have a lot of um, mantras on my water bottle. Yes, and you do. One of them says "All aboard the Hot Mess Express," and that is me. Uh, I love the Hot Mess Express. <laughs> but no, for real. I feel like I'm riding that train daily um, you are the conductor no i am 100 percent um what's right, your mantra I, I don't you know what my mantra is like i don't know i think it's y'all need jesus <laughs> no yeah yes that's part of it no um what i find myself saying a lot is it is what it is like there are things that are 
out of my control. There are things that are in my control. And what's going to be is going to be. And it is what it is. Like, those are the two that I'm just like, I cannot stress myself for things that are out of my control. That's what I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to apply that to every aspect of my life. Sometimes I do good at it. Sometimes I don't. Um, so yeah, I think it's just, it is what it is and it's going to be what it's going to be. It is what it is. I am a firm believer in that as well. You know, when, when things are out of your control, just got to keep on chugging along all aboard the hot mess express. Yeah. I love that. Um, all right, well, let's wrap up. We are at the end of our episode and what, I don't know, what do you want to leave the people with? Are you excited for season two? We haven't even talked about Ask Tell My Mom season two yet. I am Do we want so to share excited. anything about it? I'm so excited for season two. Um, no, I don't want to share anything just yet. I want to be the gatekeeper. Ugh, <laughs> fine. Um, we're on episode eight. There's going to be 10 episodes in season one. I cannot believe we are already dwindling down to uh, these last few episodes, but I am excited to announce that there will be a season two, at least. You know, we're not giving up. We've been super successful in this. Um, overall, since started, we've had almost 500 downloads. I was looking <gasps> at it today and I was just like, oh Phenom. my gosh, this is amazing. I have looked through, we have hit like the United Kingdom. We have hit to uh, Ireland. We've wow. hit in, let me see, where is this other one? Moscow. Um, wow. Some other Russia. place that I, yeah, some other place that I don't know. Um, so a few different countries, which is exciting. And we are like kind of all over the U.S., I'm not going to lie. Um, in the middle, in Kansas, uh, Texas, Los Angeles, Atlanta, Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana, Kentucky, Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, New York, Washington, uh, Virginia, North and South Carolina, obviously, Georgia, and all over Florida. So I'm excited wow. about this podcast. Yes, yes, it's been really, really we good. Are some, we are some international girlies. I mean, I'm not trying to brag or anything, but... <laughs> No, it's honestly been amazing to do this, and I'm excited to continue to do it. Um, yeah, so don't forget to share this podcast with your friends, with your family, with your enemies, with everyone. You know, everybody needs a little bit of ass told by moms. Um, and yeah, you can find us on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Apple, nope, Amazon Music. So uh, thanks for listening, guys. Laura, thanks for being back again. Uh, we're excited for what's to come. I'm super thankful for you and for taking the time to still continue to share your journey with therapy. I always tell Lauren, I'm like, Lauren, I'm not in therapy right now, but bring me all your tips and tricks from your therapist <laughs> um, just to continue to help uh, our community that we have here. So thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. And yeah, we'll talk to you on the next one. Bye.